You are now listening to the Half Right Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Half Right underscore pod and Instagram at the Half Right Podcast. Most importantly, feel free to share with a friend and please subscribe. Now, without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Half Right Podcast. I'm Fonz, joined by the woman who does not like to be called my co-host, my big sister, Lakia. Ultimate tag team partner, what's up? Yes, even though she's kind of a, you know, a control freak, she's a little crazy, but you know. It's okay. Everybody's a little bit crazy when you're a wrestling fan. You have to be. There's a little crazy and then there's a lot of crazy. I think you're a lot of crazy. That's okay, I'll take that. So, this episode, we're officially recovered from WrestleMania. And we're yes, going to be talking we need, about the superstar shakeup. I'm telling y'all, y'all don't understand. We've talked about WrestleMania, but we're going to do a episode on WrestleMania, and it's going to be "Will We Ever Go Again?" I'm not even going to tell y'all my answer. Y'all going to have to stay tuned for that episode. All right, superstar shakeup. It's been a, a what is it going on? Two weeks. Monday will be yeah. two weeks since the superstar shakeup. So let's talk about who has been drafted where. All right. So we'll start off with Raw. AJ Styles, The Miz, Ricochet, Eric, Ivar, Andrade, Zelina Vega, Alistair Black, Rey Mysterio, Jimmy Uso, Jay Uso, Naomi, EC3, Lacey Evans, Eric Young, and Cedric Alexander. Now, three of those people that were drafted to Raw were then put back on SmackDown. Andrade, Zelina Vega, and Alistair Black. For those that don't know, Andrade is with Charlotte. And I don't care what they say about, oh, no, they put Andrade on there because of the whole Fox thing. No, he's with Charlotte. Charlotte wants to be with her man, just like everybody else gets to be with theirs. So that's why they're going back. And Alistair, by default, let me finish. Alistair, by default, goes back with Zelina. But go ahead. I just want to say, I don't understand you know, people on social media shitting on Charlotte and saying, oh, she's got so much pull, she's this, she's that. Because in WWE, I was listening to the Wrestling Inc. podcast earlier, and Matt Morgan says for years, men have been making it where, oh, the woman they like or they're, they're just sleeping with, not even in a relationship with, can be on the same brand as them. So if men can do it, women should be able to do it too. If Charlotte wanted to be with Andrade, Charlotte has every right as a main event talent to say put Andrade back on SmackDown. Here's my thing. I'm not saying she doesn't have that. But at the end of the day, listen to what you just said. If guys can do that too, that means they have pull. They have the juice backstage to do that. If any female has the juice backstage, it's Charlotte. Don't say that the reasoning is of why Andrade went back is because Fox and we have this major deal coming and they want to have more Hispanic wrestlers. Just say it was because of Charlotte. And that's fine because Charlotte is, that's her man. Everybody else gets to travel with their man. She should have that same opportunity. I'm, I'm not mad at that. It's just the reasoning for it. It's like, come on. Y'all can just tell the truth. That's it. That's it. But that, that's what happened over on Raw. Now on SmackDown, Roman Reigns was the guy that moved over. So the shield is officially done. Dean Ambrose has sailed off into the sunset. Seth Rollins is over on Raw as the 
Universal Champion and Roman Reigns is now on SmackDown. Roman Reigns has never been on SmackDown. Dean was on SmackDown before, right? Yeah, was Dean was on split. yeah Dean was on SmackDown, but Roman has never been on SmackDown. Um, Intercontinental Champion is on SmackDown. Finn Balor, um, Samoa Joe, the U.S. Champ is on Raw. Elias, Bailey, Ember Moon, Kyrie Sane, Lars Sullivan, Buddy Murphy, Liv Morgan, Chad Gable, Apollo Cruz, Mickey James, Otis. Who is Otis? Heavy machinery. Oh. <laughs> this is why it like goes over my head. <laughs> okay. So that's that's who that is who. So that is what's happened with the the superstar shakeup as far as who moved has moved. The riot away. squad is no more. That's the riot squad thing. is no more. The bar is no more. What do you think about the riot squad being over? Um, I think I, I, I like Ruby Riot, and I want to see what she can do on her own. I like Liv Morgan. I'm a fan of hers, and I love Sarah Logan. So I, I think I mean I I don't ever think they were respected enough as a do as a um as a stable, but you know I want to see them on their own. I think Ruby Riot. She's obviously the best in the ring out of the three. Um, I'd love to see um Sarah Logan. That's, with, exact, that's who I want to see. The Viking experience. Oh no! You know, if she's, not the Viking experience. They're I the feel Viking. Like she, they're the Viking Raiders. Viking okay. Raiders. I'm sorry. with the finishing move. The Viking experience. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. But I, I'd be interested to see what she could do with them. You know. Um, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to. I don't know if they're gonna pair them together. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think that's gonna happen. Now, I do want to say that Ember Moon made her comeback on, well, at WrestleMania during the Women's Battle Royal. But my thing is that Ember, unfortunately, she's going back into the fold, and there's no hype for her at all. The SmackDown Women's Division is lit right now. Period. Hands down, it has the best of the best on the roster. Now, when you look over at Raw, it's it's not, I mean, Becky, she goes back and forth. It's not like Lacey Evans, who, Lacey Evans is on Raw, is she on SmackDown? Raw, no, Lacey, she's officially a Raw superstar. Okay, so Lacey Evans, with her being on Raw, she's not out there every week fighting, right? They just have her coming out, She's going to keep sucker punching Be- um, Becky leading up to Money in the Bank. You know, the typical blah, blah, blah. And most importantly, Becky is going to be... Becky two belts is putting up two belts at Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank, yeah. One against Charlotte for the SmackDown title, and then the other against Lacey Evans for the Raw title. Now, many think that she's crazy for doing that. I applaud her. I think it's great. She's going around saying, I'm Becky two belts. And I know the heat is on me. I'm going to defend these titles whenever, wherever against both of you dopes, as she likes to call them. So I, I think it's going to be good to see both. Now, what I think is... Let me ask you a question, though. Um, do you think Becky has kind of like... Um, has kind of like... Um, has kind of cooled off since Mania? Because I feel like she kind of has. Like the, the umph around her? Yeah, the umph. I feel like 
Yeah, I don't. I, I Becky's still hot. Don't get me wrong; she's the hottest female in professional wrestling, in my opinion. But, but do I you? Think, I I I have to agree with you there. But also think about this: when after WrestleMania is over, it's like that downslide anyway. And speaking of downslide, we could just talk about the ratings right now. Is that the ratings are the lowest that they've been? And Vince McMahon is saying that that has to do that has to do, in fact, to the wrestlers, top wrestlers being absent. I don't think it's that. I know for a fact after WrestleMania, people tune out because there's nothing to tune in for anymore. You and look w- at the buildup. You look at the buildup going up to WrestleMania, and it's like I have to keep watching. I have to keep watching. I have to keep watching. And after that, it's like nobody cares about Money in the Bank. Ooh, people will start. It, it's going to go up as the year goes on for like SummerSlam. You know, the more prevalent pay-per-views like SummerSlam and Survivor Series and all in between there. But right now, especially after Mania and how long of a show that was and all the storylines that are now basically over from that, because we don't have McIntyre and Roman no more. That's done. Um, no more Corbin and Angle. That's done. Batista and um, yes, thank God. Batista and um Triple H, that's done. I mean, like what you had all this energy in, it's done. And people want to talk about Charlotte going back at Becky. It is tiring to hear her say it over and over. We get it, Charlotte. We get it. We get it. You did not pin me. You pin Rhonda. Wrestling fans, if you didn't know that she was gonna say that, then I I question. I question your brain because it's pretty obvious that Charlotte was going to say that. It's pretty predictable. But I I think that that has a lot to do with the low ratings is that people are tuning out because there's nothing to tune in for. And the superstar shakeup, nobody cares. Nobody cares about the superstar shakeup. Before, people were so in tune with it because it was a draft. You would have, you know, the general manager, commissioner, whatever out there, the superstars, you know, like, Who's going? John Cena was on Raw, then he went to SmackDown, then he went back to Raw in the same night. That's one of the craziest drafts ever. So that, the superstar shakeup, I think, is stupid. I also yeah, think it's I, dumb. I don't think there's enough excitement and unpredictable. It's not. Like, it's become very predictable. You know, the IC champion and US champion always switch brands. Because I don't see, like, I don't see why, like, I don't know, but then also the superstar shakeup this time around. You know, when Stephanie first had um she had Mick Foley, that's when they did the draft. And Shane, I believe, did Shane have Daniel Bryan? Yeah, that's when Shane had Daniel Bryan. So that draft that they did then, that was more of a draft, you know, like our first pick. But now it's like the Miz came out of nowhere. It wasn't even no build up for it. It was like okay, here's the Miz, let me attack Shane, but I'm not on your show no more, I'm on Raw. Great, wonderful. That's another story. That's another storyline that's over. So it's like, all these WrestleMania storylines, they're done. They're done. And some can say, oh, let them end at Mania. But a lot of these were rushed. On our Twitter, um, at halfright underscore pod, you guys should follow us over there. I made a comment about Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is now on SmackDown, and Kevin Owens for a temporary time was the honorary member of the New, the Day. New Day, right? Which and, was Big e, and Big E wasn't too happy about it. He was trying to warn the boys, but the boys were like, nah, whatever. So one week in Montreal, he's the honorary member, and then the next week, he's kicking Kofi in the face. 
And from I'm from not... from what I've heard, from what I've heard, the plan at Money in the Bank was for um Kofi to rematch Daniel Bryan. And Daniel but is injured, right? Is injured, and the scary thing about this Daniel Bryan injury, which has me very worried, is the the details of his injury are being kept under wraps. So mm-hmm. we don't really know what's wrong with him. And that is really scary. Yeah, that I don't know. I'm hoping that Daniel is all right. But regardless of what happens with Daniel's career at this point, he did his damn job of putting that title on Kofi. So major props. Yes, to and him for Daniel that. Bryan does also deserves credit in my opinion. He's probably so far 2019. He was, in my opinion, the wrestler of the year for his heel work that he did. And when they first made him heel, I was like, Daniel's never going to be able to make this work. And then you put Rowan with him. And Daniel Bryan is one of those heels who he believes what he's saying. Like, he's exactly. so he's But you a- know why? But you know why this worked so well? Because it was actually him. It was him and what he believed in. Like, Daniel Bryan, we all, anybody that's ever watched an episode of Total Divas, Total Bellas, everybody knows that Daniel Bryan loves all things from the earth. Like, that's just who he is. Him and Brie are new age hippies. That's what they are. So, I mean, it's not hard to, you know, be a heel about something that you really, really believe in. So, him having that personal connection, I just think it added fuel to the fire and made it that much better but as for what the guy on twitter said about kevin owens turning heel i knew that it was gonna happen i honestly don't mind kevin owens feuding with Kobe. i think kevin owens is a much better heel than face definitely definitely a much better heel but it's fun when you know it's fun when he does it from time to time but the guy said that this is a storyline that could have played out even longer you know like WWE is in such a rush all the time and these storylines don't pan out because they're never developed. I just think back to when there was like John Cena is like the first person that comes to mind of when I was really, really into like the storylines and everything with the feud that he had with Edge and the feud that he had with Randy Orton. Those kinds of feuds, even the feud that Triple H had with Randy Orton, that wasn't like no one and done kind of thing and I feel like that's what WWE is doing is like a one and done like they don't let it really build and I think that's the problem of why the views are so low and why people aren't tuning in you're gonna see Kevin Owens kick him in the face they're gonna fight at money in the bank I feel like it's too fast and that's why the title Lakia 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 we have I this I'm gonna play I'm gonna come in and defend WWE here what else would you have preferred WWE to do? Daniel Bryan, the man that they plan to rematch with, is unable to compete. What other heels would you have rather seen? Kofi has to defend the belt at Money in the Bank. You you can't go in. You can't go into Money in the Bank with him and Kevin Owens still playing this friendly storyline. I think having Kevin Owens turn and beat Kofi is the perfect start to that storyline. I'm hoping we see a more serious side of Kofi Kingston and he beats that. I think it. You they had no other moves in this situation. I mean, they could have done a Randy Orton Kofi feud. I think that may have worked, but no. they really had no other moves. No, thanks. 
Don't want to see a Randy Orton Kofi feud. I don't want to see that. Didn't work who, who, out. Who would you? Didn't work who would out you well like? Who would you I like don't, listen, to listen, see Kofi feud? With? I don't mind. I don't have a problem with Kofi Kingston feuding with Kevin Owens. That's not my point. I'm saying that WWE, as of late, you could say, oh, they had no other move. But what about all the other storylines where they do have moves and they do have space to let it build and they just literally bong, it's over. Like, this whole thing, I want Becky to keep the belt and I want her to keep feuding with Lacey Evans. I don't want Lacey Evans to win the belt. I want Becky to keep walking around and I, Becky I two think belts. My, I, I think Becky two belts. I think it was good for a winner takes all at WrestleMania, but I think I think that um that Becky needs to drop one of those belts. I don't I think it makes I don't think it's smart to have one win, one woman hold both belts hostage. And I think there's a way for you to take um I know we're gonna talk about her a little later in the show, but tell me what you think of this scenario. Becky yeah. Becky, um, Becky beats Lacey Evans as she should. She should not drop the Royal Women's title to Lacey Definitely Evans not. under any circumstance. Right. Becky also beat Charlotte later in the night. Right. And all of a sudden, Bailey. No, no. Sasha. It's boss time. Mm. Sasha comes in and cashes in to become the SmackDown. I don't, see, I don't see Sasha going to SmackDown, though. I Reports say that when she comes back, she's no longer going to be on Raw. There's rumors there's a really? lot of heat in that Raw, Raw locker room with Sasha. Sasha is... They're going to probably make her a SmackDown superstar, which, in my opinion, even deflates Raw, even the Raw women's division even more. Even more. Even more. I think Sasha and, Sasha and Becky should both be on Raw. That... That is a top feud for the Royal Women's title right there. That's, I feel like there should always be the four horsewomen should always be split. There should always two, be two, two here and I, two yeah, here. I, I, I don't I, care I, which two, but it should always be split. I because at the end of the day, agree. I don't care out of the four of them. You can rank the caliber of their wrestling styles however you want. But logically, it should always be two and two. Putting Sasha on... SmackDown doesn't make sense to me. I understand that there's heat in the locker room, but it doesn't make sense to me. And just have Becky be on Raw, or unless you want to put all the, you can't put all the four horsewomen on SmackDown. You can't without do that. having them fight each other. You can't do that. But as of right now, but after this draft, SmackDown is definitely the better show. Yes, definitely the better show. The tag team division is better. Who are the tag team champs? Now that I think about it. The Hardy, but the problem but with that Jeff, is Jeff, Jeff is, is hurt. Yes, Jeff is yes. hurt, and they don't know what's gonna happen with that. So, the Usos are unfortunately in a. I wouldn't say that the Raw Tag Team Division doesn't have its elite superstars because the revival's amazing. The Usos have always done the damn thing, but then you have someone, you have Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins, and they're not serious. It's it's. It's a joke that they're holding the title. It's a joke. Yes, it's, it's I, a joke. I, I, I predicted they'd win at Mania, but I predicted they'd drop it the next night. I think that the Ryder and Hawkins winning at Mania, that was a good, you know, feel-good moment. You have Kurt Hawkins, you know, 
his losing streak end with Zack Ryder, a man that he came up in the business with. Zack Ryder deserved to have his moment as well. But um, I do like the feud that they. I, I see something brewing between the revival and the Usos. That's gonna yes, be interesting that, to see that play. That, That's gonna be I, great. I, I, I like opinion, that. In my opinion, I'd like to see. I'd like to see the Usos, the Uso, the um revival win back the tag belts from Harder from um Ryder and Hawkins, and then you get your money feud which is the Usos versus the Revival. You can have the Viking experience, you know, feud with Ryder and Hawkins to, you know, kind of get them their first main roster feud. But, yo, the Raw Tag Team Division is phenomenal right now. Mm -hmm. But uh, the way that I'm looking at it, if you look at main event level stars, I think the Superstar Shakeup did a good job of kind of trying to even it out when you go to the top talent. Putting um, Roman on SmackDown was the best move. Yes. You, you, you kind of did, if you look at it, you did a Roman, you did a Roman, you did a Roman for um Roman for AJ trade, which yeah. makes a lot of sense because yeah. Roman has for, for um since the brand split been the biggest star on Monday Night Raw. AJ has been, you know, SmackDown Live has been the house that AJ Styles built. Mm-hmm. But you know. I think they did a pretty good job of evening it out when it comes to, you know, the mid card on both shows. I feel like it's pretty strong coming out of the shakeup. Um, the the t- main event level talent on both shows is pretty strong and pretty even in my opinion. But where they didn't do a good job is I feel like SmackDown got more women than they should. SmackDown's women's division is far superior to the um definitely raw, raw women's division definitely and i also feel like the tag team division raw's tag team division is far superior to smackdown's now which i feel like we needed to happen because raw's tag division has long has for so long for the past year in my opinion since braun Strowman and nicholas won those belts the tag division has been a joke <laughs> so you know this is this is in my opinion a chance for them to rebuild rebuild the tag division so I have no problem with the Usos, the Usos going over the Raw. I think that's a great move, but I'm not a fan of SmackDown's tag division because look at it. Who in the world is who? Who is there to feud with the Hardys? Nobody. Nobody. There's nobody. I'm I'm hearing um Gable. Gate um Chad Gable is back on um back on yes um, and Robert Smackdown Live. on Raw. Oh my God! One of the best <laughs> things that they did. One of the best things that they did. You could Robert make all you could make all the all the porn star jokes, <laughs> all the jokes you want. One of the best things oh that they gosh. did was it's that funny. mustache and changing his name to Robert Rude. You know what this reminds me of? Remember his um his TNA his Impact days when, when he, he was, was a heel. when he was such a great heel. Even the thing NXT... is, is that he is a better heel. He's someone that is better as a heel. But it's like when he came over from NXT, everybody got into the. That's the thing. When you come over from NXT, you have that hype around you, and then it fades. And Vince Vince loved Vince loved the whole glorious thing, you know. Um, I'm a big fan of Robert Roode. Um, I, people were upset 
about Ricochet. Oh, they're like, should he be losing this early? But it was a tough situation. You shouldn't have Robert Roode losing that. So, exactly. If you're going to turn him opinion, a heel, if you're going to turn him heel, let him be heel. Yeah. That means that Ricochet happened to be the one to get squashed in that match. It is what it is. But you can't be building a heel. And that was a that was a that, that wasn't a squash. It was a great match, in my opinion. It was a good. I know, but great, people. But no, but people match. are gonna. But but if you think about it, that's like people will think or may think that that's the beginning of Ricochet getting squashed, of him just. But Ricochet, I don't think that's gonna happen to him because he's an amazing athlete. One thing I don't want to see happen is Ricochet going over to 205 Live. I have nothing against 205 Live, but yes, Ricochet, me, but Ricochet is Ricochet bigger than that deserves, show. He deserves a spot on Raw, period. So I don't want to see him going 205 Live. And my worst fear for anybody that comes from 205, well, comes from NXT, I mean, is that they end up, you know, falling to the wayside. Regardless of what people think about EC3, EC3 is like trash right now. Yeah, but somebody, I don't know how accurate this is, but I heard that coming over from Impact, EC3 had a lot of, you know, lingering um, injuries Mm -hmm. from what I heard. And coming to WWE has really given him a chance to take care of a lot of those injuries. So, you know, I, I think the way that EC3 has been used has been atrocious. You know, mm-hmm. and I, it surprises me because he, like, who, who did he piss off backstage? Because he's been jobbed, jobbed since the moment he's gotten there. I just like, feel who, like it goes. Isn't Dixie Carter his aunt? I think that was all storyline. No, they're really related. They are. We're gonna have to Google that. No, I really thought they were related. Seriously, I don't think they're really. I don't think they're really related. I think that was his storyline on Lakia. No, I'm looking right now. Ethan, well, his last name is Carter, so that's why I kind of put two and two together. That's all. On the fifth season, NXT. All right, we'll come back to that. I want to get your opinion on um Lars. Lars, I mean, every everything that I hear from people on different podcasts and stuff, they all see Lars as, oh, he's this main event level talent. Nothing Lars does, you know, really, I don't I don't see what people see in Lars. You get what I'm saying? People are like, oh, he's kind of like, you know, Braun, you got to let him grow and give him a chance. But, but I don't know. I just don't see what everybody sees in Lars, if that makes sense. I mean, I like what they're doing with him, bringing him along slowly. And I think the future feud on SmackDown is going to be Roman versus Lars. You get what I'm saying? Because I feel as though they're kind of going to have have Roman turn Lars into a star. Roman? You get what I'm saying? Roman? Yes. Really? I think they're gonna. Because we, don't know, gonna we ch- don't know where Lars is right now. He's R- he's going Lars back. Lars is and- a SmackDown Live. No, Lars is a SmackDown Live superstar. Okay, now. he is. Okay, he's officially a SmackDown. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's one person I wanted to ask you about. Next up is Braun. Is Braun Strowman? Yes, Braun Strowman. What, what's going on with Braun? Are are they over him? 
because I don't think that they really ever did what I think they needed to do with Braun, which is unfortunate. Braun I, Strowman. I think, I think the plan, I mean, where's Braun been at? Exactly. How I do you the, win? How do you win the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal and your ghost? What? Where are you? Braun Strowman has deserved and should have been given title opportunities. I mean, something, anything. The biggest title match that he had was the daggone tag team titles that everybody was behind because he got to pick an opponent. And then he ended up picking a little kid and that didn't work out. And it's just like Braun is literally like, it's like a joke now. You know, yes. it's, it's, it's a lot of ha-ha kiki behind Braun. And all Braun seems to do now is get these hands. I'm going to break something backstage. I'll crush your car. I'll crush you. And that's it. I think he hasn't really done anything amazing in the ring since he had that feud with Lashley, McIntyre, and Corbin. Yeah. What has he done since then? I don't, I don't think he's done anything. In my opinion, Lars should have, in my opinion, Braun, excuse me, should have been, he should have taken the belt. He should have taken the belt off of um, Brock. He should, not at Mania, I feel like the Saudi Arabia show, Mm -hmm. he should have taken the belt off of. um, Because you can't tell me that you didn't think that Braun Strowman could beat Brock Lesnar. I Come did. On. I thought that. I, I thought on. if we were, it's I not thought like that it's was an impossible what, thing. Like he yes. could have beat Brock Lesnar. He could have beat Brock clean too. In the world of professional wrestling, he could have beat and the, Brock Lesnar. And the clean. great thing about Braun Strowman is that he's not just this big guy. Like Big Show is a big guy, right? Mark Henry is a big guy, but Braun Strowman is big, agile, and fast. Okay, the way that he runs around the ring, like Braun Strowman, he's an amazing athlete. But you mentioned Lars. I feel like Lars could be taking that spot of Braun. Where where Vince is paying more attention to him now. Yeah. Yeah, I think that could be the case. I just I just hope that the whole jokey joke doesn't continue with Braun Strowman because he's an amazing athlete and he deserves so much more. I mean, hell, turn him heel if you want to. Everybody loves him as a face, but just do something with him. Something. Get him back in the ring. Let's get some feuds going. Speaking of feuds, what do you think of Baron Corbin? He's still on Raw with McIntyre and Lashley. As I said, I have no issue with Baron Corbin. You get what I'm saying? I just feel as though Baron Corbin take him out of that freaking Applebee's thing and I will take him serious as a main eventer. And lose the intro. Lose the long overdrawn intro. I don't don't, don't need I like him before he would come out. He would come out with the music and he would just demolish and bounce. Like, 
That's what I want to see. If you're going to be a heel, him talking on the mic is fine, but the whole extra, like, and you have him on Raw doing that, then you got Shane doing that dumbass best in the world on SmackDown. It's annoying. It's annoying. It is annoying. So I'm I'm over that. But Barry and Corbin could be doing so much more. And speaking of someone that definitely should be doing so much more is Drew McIntyre. I'm waiting for his push. I'm yes. waiting for Drew's push. Drew's push is, is it's long overdue now. Because Drew really should be going against Seth. Hell, even Baron Corbin could be going against Seth. Hear me out, okay? These are two people that have, you know, they've been busting their ass on Raw in the past year. And then you have AJ. I know why AJ Styles come over and he gets the shot. I get... I understand. I understand that, but I feel like Baron Corbin. If Baron Corbin would have won, I honestly would not have been surprised. Me Baron neither. Corbin, just because he, just because people are don't care too much for his heel character, doesn't mean that he didn't deserve that spot because he did. I would have like, I personally would have liked to see Drew McIntyre go against him to go against Seth for the Universal Title, but now we have AJ and Seth going for it. But um, Baron Corbin. Or Drew McIntyre, either one of those could have been in that spot. And I, you know, you know what? I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be 100 honest with you. I, 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 don't, I didn't want to see Drew versus Seth because I feel like it's too early for Seth to lose the belt, and I also right. don't want to see okay. Drew lose. I, I think it's way too early for AJ Seth. I understand why they're doing it, but I would have liked to see Baron win because then think about it: you get a Baron Corbin gets a shot at the Universal Title. You know, you're trying to really Seth, I think, is the first man who's gonna get a chance to establish that belt. You get what I'm right. saying? Like the, the, the belt has been doomed from the start though, because the the win the first winner had to relinquish it because of injury. You know, uh, injury. Then then Brock gets it. Kevin Owens got it that well, didn't last long. Then you know the whole thing with Brock Lesnar holding the title hostage, and yes. then Roman, Roman Roman finally gets it. Unfortunate real life situation. Unfortunately, yes. he had to, you know, relinquish the title belt because of his leukemia. Thankfully, he's doing well, and he's back in a title picture. Not that title picture, but he'll be back in a title picture soon enough. I, I think, but something um, off, off topic. Roman's one of those guys, he's like a John Cena. Any right. programs Roman's in is like a world title pick. You get what I'm saying? Right. Roman has reached that status where that that status where guys like Randy Orton is on, and even a guy like eight, they don't need a title. You get what I'm saying? I mean, I'm not gonna say AJ because I feel like AJ works so much better when he's holding the WWE title or a title. Um, but you know, Roman, anything that Roman does, in my opinion, is gonna be a big big level program which is why I think he understands and knows like I don't really need a title I, I think Roman's just happy to be back and I think they, they're bringing him along slowly as they should and I, and I think that they should that's exactly right I think that they should they're putting him back in this feud that he's in right now with Shane and Elias I'm not what do you think about you that th- feud I mean you know what really what I don't, I don't I'm not really a fan of I think the point of the superstar shakeup and drafts period are to shake things up, to give us new matchups, new feuds, first time ever matchups. 
Roman and Elias were on the same brand. We've seen them fight before. I'm just, right. you know, it's like you take a Raw feud and you make it a SmackDown feud. I'm not really, a, I'm not really a fan of it. You get what I'm saying? I'm a fan of Roman, obviously, and I love Elias, but I feel like somebody else could have been in that position. But who else would I? I don't know who else I would put in that um, position, so I really can't talk. But what do you, how do you think this is going to pan out? With Roman winning, and then um, when's the Saudi? When's the Saudi show? Oh, let's see. Oh, speaking of things that I was googling, um, he is the fictional. Um, you know, yeah. EC three is the fictional. Just wanted to put that out there. So Saudi Arabia WWE show 2019 is going to be really June 7th. What? What is that? What day is that? Really? Really? What day is I that? I don't know. June 7th is um that's on a Friday, which is not that not a surprise because the other one was on a Friday too. So yeah. It's apparently June seventh. I didn't realize that the greatest Royal Rumble was um, literally one year ago yesterday. Yeah, I I saw that yesterday. I didn't even they realize were reminiscing that. about the Titus um, <laughs> worldwide spill. But yeah, I didn't I didn't even I didn't even realize that. So yeah, the Saudi Arabia thing. Um, I kind of want when it comes to Roman and Elias and. I'm glad that Elias is, you know, in the forefront still, even though he's gone to SmackDown. I like Elias. I like seeing him come out there and be interrupted and play his little guitar and tell the city that he's in that they're shitty. I don't mind it. I do mind that Shane McMahon is on my TV every Tuesday. I'm I'm over it. And this is before he went heel. I'm over it. It's like when they shove Stephanie and Triple H down your throat right before WrestleMania and then they disappear. It's time for Shane to disappear. Yeah, I it's like, and, and the thing with Shane is like, I was so excited when he came back, but it's like Shane is that relative where you're so excited he's like back to visit, but now he's overstayed his welcome, and it's it's time for you to like fall back. You know what else I think is like it's strange and has really like kind of taken away from this whole brand split. What? There's no real authority figures on either brand. You no, know what I'm not. saying? It's and not. I feel like with, with what they did with the whole authority um situation is Paige did. Paige was one of the best general managers in years, in my opinion. And now she's managing Oscar and Kyrie Sane, which is okay. Yeah, anyway. We, <laughs> like, can we can we um um as I was saying though, with these with these fee with these um authority figures. There's there's like no authority figures. So like who was making the drafts for these brands? Who you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There's no logic behind there was no logic behind But you know up. what? It's the whole it's the whole we're still the commissioners, right? We just work together kind of I feel like it's back to that thing where we finally got the brand split that we wanted. But now when they start, it first started with, you know, there were SmackDown and there were Raw pay-per-views, right? We had yeah, that. Which I like. But liked. then they started to cross over and it's like, now we're all on the same pay-per-views. And when they started doing the whole pay-per-view thing together again, you knew it was a matter of time before everything just, you know, 
And I feel like there's superstars backstage that are in a position to maybe where they can't wrestle. And they could be put into a... If you could make Baron Corbin general manager, I know you got somebody backstage that you can make general manager. Like, there was nothing wrong with Paige being general manager. She was actually doing a great job at it. But you know what? You know what I think it was? I think it was a situation where they said, okay, we've done such a shit job with Raw that we've got to make it seem like something's also wrong with SmackDown. So right. we're, we're going to come in and change that too. When that Which didn't need ruined. any changing. Yeah, they ruined. They ruined it. They, ru- they ruined Raw and the whole Kurt Angle thing. They ruined it when they put Baron Corbin in the picture. It was it ruined. Because having him come in and being the whole constable thing for a little bit, but then you turn into the sis, like... What was he, the assistant general manager? Is that what he was for a little bit? No, acting. Acting general manager. And it's and then he became it, it the story that that is a storyline. They're so ass backwards. That is a storyline that could have stopped after a couple weeks of the constable thing, kick him in the face, have him go do something else. I I just feel yes, like there needs to I be a, there needs to be authority figures definitely on the show, but we're not going to get that anytime soon. Nope. It's not going to happen. We're just going to hear Shane come out. And now Shane is with Elias. And Roman is talking about, you know, just wait until, you know, I I basically kill you. I'm going to kill you in the ring. Then over on Raw, we got AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins. And what? there's no storyline there. I kind of wanted some heat, you know, because you have two faces going against each other and money in the bank. Great. I wanted somebody that, you know, was a heel to go against Seth. Now, what you said about Drew McIntyre not going against Seth because Drew could beat Seth. Baron Corbin would have been a great choice for Money in the yeah. Bank. Yeah. would have been a great choice. Yes, because at, at Money in the Bank, you don't need your title matches. You know, I like – like, think think to back in the day where, you know, at a pay-per-view like the Royal Rumble. Um, Royal Rumble, I believe, 2007 it was, you had, um, you had Batista – versus um versus Randy you had Batista versus um Mr. Kennedy you know a, a up and coming star who we all knew Mr. Kennedy wasn't going to beat Batista at that year's Royal Rumble but there were so many stars in the Royal Rumble so you got a chance to elevate another star you get what I'm saying a young right. star and put him in that match even though we knew he was going to lose you know so those are the kind of things where it's like Baron Corbin, I feel like, should have got that match because now with the whole... We, we already know the formulaic thing for Seth and for the Seth-AJ feud is going to be that they're going to tag for a couple of weeks leading up to the pay-per-view. It's going to be a feud built on mutual respect. And, you know, it, that two faces fighting... I don't like fighting, feuds like those. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the, I just don't. I, I think... I think, I think I don't like them. Don't don't get me wrong. I think I speak for me and you, Lakia, when I say we we cannot wait to see Seth and AJ go at it. We no, cannot absolute, wait. Absolutely, it's gonna. It's not about it being not. You know, it's not about it not going to be a great match because it is. I just feel like you had the the heel right in your hand. He was right there. 
and I cannot believe was, we are sitting and the here. Thing, and the thing is, is that you could have had him beat AJ Dirty at that. He yes. didn't have to beat him clean. Like, you had to <laughs> I just feel like they it was a shit show. Like, why did you do that? Why did you? We know that AJ could beat Baron Corbin, but don't make it seem like Baron Corbin can't beat AJ. He could beat him clean, but since you have him as a heel, it would have made more sense for him to beat AJ dirty, right? Give AJ a little more time to come in and been like, no, that should have been my spot. But then WWE probably would turn into a triple threat match because that's what they do with shit. Yes. But yes. Baron Corbin, honestly, he could have beat him dirty and they could have just been like, all right, AJ, you got to stay off to the side. And then that could have been something with AJ and Baron later on, right? Because that's something we've never seen. Give us things we haven't seen before. That's something we haven't seen as far as Baron and AJ. Like, I don't want to see AJ and Randy no more. I don't, I don't want to. I definitely don't want to see Drew McIntyre with Bobby Lashley and Baron Corbin because I feel like Drew McIntyre, I don't know why they gave him this stable. He doesn't need it. Neither Bobby, I can argue Bobby don't need it either. Bobby doesn't need it either, but Bobby needs a mouthpiece. And speaking Which, of his mouthpiece. Speaking of his mouthpiece, his mouthpiece reportedly has a little bit too much mouth. <laughs> Leo, Leo Rush, Leo Rush, no offense, we don't know Leo Rush. We're fans of him because you know he's an African-American wrestler and we believe we need to be represented more in the wrestling world. Right. But Leo Rush seems like a fucking annoying dweeb. He's not, not dweeb, but like he's annoying, arrogant. Like his character on TV you could tell part of that is really him and who he is. Mm-hmm. But there's been reports that um, Leo Leo Rush um, is kind of in the doghouse with WWE. Um, the talent in the locker room really aren't, you know, fans of him. Let me see if I can get this, um, pull up this article on Leo. Leo Rush. Um, this is reported by, um, I believe his name is um, Sean Ross um, Sapp of Fightful.com. If I pronounce his name wrong, I'm sorry if you ever listen to us. We're big fans of you and the work that you do and your website. Um, but he reported that a source on the WWE roster tells told him Leo Rush would be very lucky to be back on the main roster anytime soon, if ever. Some frustration stems from Rush's insistence to have his wife present at almost all times. While we've not heard anything about any heat on her particular, we were told of two particular situations that caused heat on Leo Rush. One apparently involved um, former WWE Universal Champion Finn Balor, who was making an effort to give Rush advice months ago. Balor allegedly let Rush know that it's quite likely that Vince McMahon would not take kindly to his wife sitting in on rehearsals, and Rush responded unfavorably. Word got around the locker room pretty quickly. Um, Sean Ross said his, his, him and his website, they were also told of a separate incident in which caused ma- management to get involved as well. Rush had told members of the WWE roster last year that he hoped to land a reality team, a reality show with his wife. We should. He he also reported that he should reiterate. It does not appear that there has been any heat on her. 
At least it has not been relate, related to um him or his website. So this whole Leo Rush storyline, like Finn Balor, a veteran in the business, somebody who has been all around the world, tries to give you advice on what Vince McMahon doesn't like. And you would think if, if there's somebody who knows what Vince McMahon wouldn't like, it'd be somebody like Finn Balor who's been there for a while. And then for mm-hmm. Leo Rush to have the nerve to disrespect him or, you know, not respond in a good way when this man is just trying to help you help you and look out for you because he sees how talented you are. And, you know, I, I believe I'm, I'm starting to become a young adult. I'm only 20 years old. But I believe that it probably isn't a good idea to have your wife present at all times while you – I understand wanting to be around her, but you get what I'm saying? At rehearsals, mm-hmm. I feel like those rehearsals are – should be pri- – you get what I'm saying? Right. I, when it comes to Leo Rush, it's, 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 it's refreshing to see another black face in the WWE actually on TV. Um, but I I don't care about him, his wrestling, his character. Leo Rush I, is one of the big... Leo Rush, his, his wrestling is, is very good. No, I'm not... See, when I say that I don't care, that doesn't mean that the person's not talented. I'm just not interested. I'm not interested. It's just facts. I don't. I don't really care. I don't care about Leo Rush. Leo Rush could leave WWE, and I would give two shits less. I don't care. I think you know what. I'm that was you. that was great reporting. But last but not least, we need to talk about the elephant in the room when it comes to WWE, which happens to be Sasha Banks. I am very upset with the way that the situation is being handled. I could not be more irritated with the WWE Universe. And I have no respect for co-workers that talk shit when you know what happens behind the scenes and you know what's happening on the road and you know the conflict that there can be um, when it comes to, you know, having your ups and downs in a business like WWE. But Alfonso, I want you to go first because Sasha's your girl. And Sasha hasn't been seen except on social media since WrestleMania. So I, I want to, I want to hear your thoughts. All right. This, this is going to be a long rant. Um, the disrespect that has been shown to Sasha Banks is out of control. And then you have Rusev, who I am a fan of, but Rusev, come on, bro. You should not comment on anybody's wrestling ability. You're married to Lana. Lana is beautiful. Do not get me wrong. I'm a fan of her, and she seems like she works real hard. But Lana can't wrestle to save her fucking life. So before you call anybody, what did he call her? Um, the it's like a botch master, a botch queen, or something like ba- that. Botch ma- Lana's Lana's a botch master. How about that? She's the OG botch master. She made being a botch master. What did it? Lana can't wrestle. Let's Triple H handed. Vince McMahon, Bailey, Bailey, and um Sasha, and come on, they're like two of the most over. They were two of the most over acts, and in it to this day, the greatest women's wrestling match I have ever witnessed is the match from NXT Takeover Brooklyn, mm-hmm. when Sasha and Bailey put on a phenomenal. Phenomenal match. Phenomenal match. And that that is one of like the the greatest matches, not just women's matches, 
but matches I've ever seen. And if you look at the way Sasha has been treated, I understand people say, oh, she's got an opportunity. She's the first woman to main event a pay-per-view. And, you know, she's been given opportunities, you know, but she hasn't been given, given opportunities like someone like Charlotte. And I'm not saying she's as good in-ring-wise as Charlotte, but in my opinion, her and Charlotte are one and one A. Like, she may be a little bit behind. I think Sasha Banks is the second best female wrestler in all of wrestling when it comes to in-ring ability. And I'm going to if you really want to argue, Sasha's right behind Charlotte. I understand Becky got hot. You, you can't do anything about that. But where in, where in Vince McMahon's book did someone like Alexa Bliss pass up somebody like Sasha Banks because I believe that Alexa has been treated better booked in more booked in better matches than Sasha since she's um, arrived to the main roster Mm -hmm. and I I just think it's it's bullshit Alexa's a good wrestler I'm a fan of hers but in no way shape or form should she ever be valued more than Sasha Banks and and the the disrespect that you, you know, a guy like Rusev, he comes out and makes his, his boneheaded comment. Like, mm-hmm. Rusev, you, you got to do better, bro. I'm a fan of Rusev's, but your wife can't wrestle for shit to save her life. She's sitting here crying on Total Divas because they won't let her wrestle. You know why they don't let Ron, Lana wrestle? Because she's the queen of botches. She's the fucking queen of botches. And then for you to come out and make that comment, Rusev, eat a hundred dicks. Um... Don't don't disrespect Sasha Banks like that. And then I, I feel as though I feel as though I, I hate I hate to bring race into the equation. Cause you know wrestling's supposed to, but at the end of the day, it exists. But and the moment a woman like Sasha Banks or Naomi start complaining about opportunity or what they mm-hmm. deserve in wrestling, mm-hmm. all these wrestling fans are like, oh, you're mm. ungrateful. You're this, you're that. Mm. No, they're not ungrateful. They they believe that they deserve certain opportunities opportunities that they do deserve. If Becky gets on, if Becky Lynch, who I love Becky Lynch, if she gets on the blog and complains about something, you don't get, you don't see her getting the backlash that a black woman like Naomi or a black woman like Sasha Banks gets. You don't see that. You get what I'm saying? So, like, why can't they complain about not having equal opportunity? Sasha Banks has every right, had every right to walk home after Mania. From what I from what I've heard and what's been reported, Bailey and Sasha were told that they were going to lose the WWE Women's Tag Titles about ten minutes before they went on. Ten minutes before that match started, you tell them ten minutes before the match starts that they're going to drop the belts. And I don't think the problem was them dropping it to the Iconics. You know, Iconics winning. All right, cool. And but Sasha Bailey- posted a picture on her Instagram showing that she clearly wasn't too upset the, about that the the thing that the thing that upsets me is Sasha and Bailey they fought so hard and I and I, I believe that the Iconics you know they fought hard for those belts too no but, but Sasha and Bailey Sasha and Bailey the tag team belts are there because of them Sasha and Bailey fought so damn hard 
for those belts. And do you know why they fought so hard for those belts? Because they weren't given an opportunity for the main title. It was the same people in the same fucking equation. So then they said, okay, you're not going to give us that. We're going to make our own lane and we're going to bring the tag titles back that there hasn't been here in freaking decades on decades. Feels like a damn century. So let's you know, legitimize the women's tag team division because right now it's non-existent. And now you have the Iconics who, I don't have a problem with the Iconics. Uh, I think as a tag team, I think as a tag team, that is great. But that's, it's a joke right now. And that's what Bailey and Sasha did not want. Go ahead. Continue. Let me just say this. The, yeah, yeah, I'm 100%. And you know, it's not the Iconics fault that the belts are a joke. No. When you make when you give champions belts, have your champions fucking win. Make wins and losses matter. And that's what WWE doesn't do. And I once heard CM Punk say, you know, this is professional wrestling. It doesn't really matter if you win or lose. But if you keep losing, you lose credibility. Exactly. And they've beaten Sasha. And they've beaten people like Sasha and Bailey countless times. These are mm-hmm. two of your biggest female stars. And you've treated them like shit for what? For you to push people like Alexa Bliss. And I'm not trying to shit on Alexa. I like Alexa. I think she's a good wrestler. But she's been given more opportunities than girls like Sasha and Bailey. And you know uh, Money in the Bank win. You know, WWE just posted on their um Twitter the most winning winningest WWE champions. You had, of course, Charlotte up there. Molina was up there. She had the Divas title. Alexa Bliss was up there. Trish Stratus, and I think it was maybe AJ Lee? Maybe? Was it AJ? Who was it? Mickey James, I'm sorry. Mickey James, Mickey James. Mickey James. As far as women who have had the um, the most the um, the most decorated women's champions. Trish Stratus with seven, Alexa Bliss with five, Charlotte Flair with eight, Melina with five, and Mickey James with six. But here's my issue with someone like Alexa is that I don't like Alexa. I don't like her in the ring. I don't like her personality. And I feel like when you, people can say, oh, it's all fake. When you start posting on Twitter, this is not fake. This is really how you feel. You can tell, like when it comes to Sasha and Bailey and you know, them going at it back and forth, they love each other. They're the four horsewomen through thick and thin. They always going to ride for each other, period. But Alexa Bliss doesn't like Sasha. I don't know for what reason she don't like her. So all these sub shots she's throwing, she actually means. And for Rusev to throw shots, you make every valid point that Lana sucks as a wrestler. I think Lana knows that she sucks as a wrestler. There's no training that Natalia can give you at this point that's going to make you a better wrestler. It's Agreed. Just, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> thank you. That ship, thank you. That thank ship you, has thank sailed. You, thank you. That ship has sailed. But then I wonder what did Sasha say to Lana, perhaps, that rubbed Rusev the wrong way? Yeah, because I mean, if he's defending his woman, okay, but come on, Lana. But also, if you're defending your woman, that's not your place to do that. That's, yeah, I feel it's like not, it's, it's, it's not definitely, your place. That's, that's female stuff. It's de- yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, female move. stuff. Bitch like if if Sasha move. if yeah. Sasha's husband said something to Lana, then that's when you step in. But if your wife has a problem with another female, that's not your place. That's not your place. 
And I don't, I don't think, I, um, unless Lana got a hold of Rusev's Twitter, which could have very well happened, but I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. But let, let, let me talk about Twitter when the news broke, okay? Lovely Twitter. I was so mad. This is, you know, still on a high after Kofi won and everything. And then, you know, the news broke about Sasha and her not showing up. But the worst part of all is that people were saying that she's ungrateful. And one person in particular wrote, according to reports, Roman Reigns was scheduled to beat Brock Lesnar at Mania last year. Then Vince changed his mind. Did Roman throw a hissy fit and quit the company? No. He worked harder and won the universal title four months later. Sasha Banks needs to follow his example. <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay. Let me tell you, but let me ask you a question. Wait. Roman Reigns, Lakia, 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 Roman Reigns is part of that Samoan bloodline. And he was in okay. the main event. He listen, was in the main event listen, listen, I, I, I answered. I answered. <laughs> Sweet. And my response was... <laughs> you're comparing the Samoan dynasty to Sasha that's not even a comparison Roman is Vince's guy you saw how many times he was in the title picture after that hard work sure having the boss in your corner even better no shame to no shade to Roman because I love him but no now the other thing is saying that he worked hard are you trying to say that Sasha Banks doesn't work hard who who doesn't work hard harder and is literally out there screaming let's get more title shots for women than Sasha Banks how can you say that she's not working hard how can you say that she is being a crybaby okay the the people were saying get over it be gone goodbye work harder stop crying but then if she were to turn heel, they would say, oh, good. We're so happy she's back. See, that's what pisses me off about WWE fans. They're the most wishy-washy motherfuckers out here. Okay? And we talked about at Mania how there were different levels of WWE fans. But the the stuff that they were saying on Twitter, and I don't know, it just struck a chord with me. And like you said, it, it shouldn't be about race. But, you know, to have all this going on right after Kofi won, and then to have this whole breaking down Sasha thing I don't know it just really struck a chord and I was on Twitter for over an hour just you know commenting looking at what people said and I had to take a step away because I realized okay this is pro wrestling and these storylines you know they go but so far but these are how people really feel about (laughs) about the situation and it makes me question and it makes me wonder and it got it got my blood boiling a little bit so I had to take a break from that but I don't I don't like the Sasha situation the current state right now according to reports is that she's going to be a stalemate they're in a stalemate yeah a stalemate and basically she's going to sit out the whole rest of her contract and WWE could add time onto her contract and then plus there's the um even if she were to be granted release she wouldn't be able to fight what is it like 90 days yeah so that's another three months of sitting at home on top of the month that she's already sat home 
I think it'll be interesting to see um, on Monday. We're going to be dropping this episode um, on Monday. It's 11.32 where we're at right now. So once it gets up, it's going to be Monday. So when this episode drops and we're live tweeting during Monday Night Raw, it's going to be interesting to see if Sasha Banks is in the Money in the Bank match. I believe I believe that if 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 Vince is smart, he gets her in the Money in the Bank match. He gets her the Money in the Bank win, and you know they make her happy because she's a big star. Um, I feel like this is a WWE has a lot of power in this situation, in my opinion, though. Don't you? Think? I just don't. I just don't feel like they're defending. You know, I, I I just feel like everything that's putting the bashing and everything aside, Sasha deserves way more respect. And I feel like her behavior is like this because she's not getting the respect. You can't tell me that Sasha Banks just renewed her contract last year, right? She renewed her contract to think that this is where she would be a year later. Do you know how many things he probably promised her last year? Oh, we're going to bring this in. We're going to bring this in. We're going to make you this. We're going to make you that. But again, what is the joke that lingers over Sasha's head? You could say that you're part of the four horsewomen. You could say that you are. Uh, what is she? What is Sasha? Four time. Four time. Champ? Four time. You could say defensive. that you're. You could say that you're a four time women's champ. You could say that you are the inaugural women's tag team champs, bringing the belts back. Her and Bailey but you cannot say that you've actually had a title defense. That is, when you talk about credibility, them always snatching the belt from her is the most disrespectful thing ever. And if they're going to bring Sasha back, you know what Sasha needs to come back as? She needs to pull that damn CM Punk card, okay? Yes. That's what she needs to do. That's what she needs to do. You want to come back, sis? Okay, come back. And make sure that you're the heel of the century. Make all these motherfuckers hate you, okay? Give them a reason to hate you. Go out there, kick ass, and keep it moving. If that means you gotta kick Bailey's ass to show that you're credible, then fine. That don't mean y'all still can't be friends. It's business, right? What's best for business at this point is for Sasha Banks to turn heel. And I think that she should come back and just do that anyway. I would hate to see Sasha Banks go. When you have other women that are there, and I know Dana Brooke is one person that talks about how women should be given a chance more and more and more and more. Um, but there, for the women's division to be as stacked as it is, it's, it's disappointing to see that Sasha is not a part of it when she helped um, with the women's evolution and that she's not, she's not getting the dues that she deserves. And that would be an actual title reign and I think that her and Bailey keeping the belts and having to be to be able to legitimize it just would have been able to really, you know, smooth out everything with her other title reigns. But to have those taken away is she's still the joke. Oh, Sasha can't keep a belt. They'll give it to you, but you can't keep it because when you defend it, you lose it. So that's my thing on Sasha. I agree. I'm just it's, it sucks, man. It everybody sucks. knows how much I love Sasha. She re- Sasha, um, the four horsewomen I credit with really getting me invested and showing me how great women's wrestling is. But Sasha is like my like my one of my all time favorite wrestlers. 
and just the fact that you know they they haven't you know given her her respect it, it just it angers me a little bit you know her and Bailey because Bailey's been disrespected more than Sasha because they definitely opinion. look at Bailey as a joke. And Bailey is Bailey's Bailey's in my opinion, she's also better in the ring than Alexa Bliss. Oh hell yeah. Even her Bailey to Belly, which I hate. hmm The Bailey to Belly is a good move. Horrible name. No, I, I it's one of my um least favorite finishers. Definitely. I hate it. I mean, I like it. I just think the name's kinda stupid. But come on. WWE and their names these days. You can't really do much about it. But I would say that wraps it up for this episode. We had yes, to talk sir. about Sasha. Sasha deserved all the time in this episode that she received. And it's just, we'll see how it pans out. We'll see Monday how it pans out. Hopefully she'll be announced. If not, then I guess the rumors are the are unfortunate that she might be a stalemate. So we'll see, though. We'll see. So that's going to be a wrap for this episode of the Half Right Podcast. My be sure to follow are about us. to die. Great. So. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Half Right Podcast. And we're always on Twitter. Thanks for everyone that's been following us, all the fellow wrestling podcasts out there. We appreciate your support. All the and shout outs, all that. All the shout outs that we get on Twitter. Twitter is amazing. If you want to find us, find us on Twitter at Half Right underscore pod. And we'll see y'all in the next one. Yes, sir. We out of here. That wraps it up for another episode of the Half Right Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Half Right underscore pod and Instagram at the Half Right Podcast. Feel free to share with a friend and subscribe. Until next time, thanks for tuning in.